Welcome back to my podcast, Lessons of a Former Pastor's Wife. I'm your host, Amy Kennedy, and this is my story. One thing that I have always been in awe of is the strength of the ocean. I currently live on the Gulf Coast of Texas and have the incredible opportunity to watch the waves of the ocean roll in daily. I've also been blessed to live at different times on the East Coast and the West Coast of the United States, and I've seen the beauty of both the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans. Each of these oceans have sandy and rocky shorelines, depending on where you live. Sea life is abundant in each, and the spray of the salt in the air can deteriorate even the toughest of metals. It really doesn't matter how big and strong you think you are. Even the most skilled swimmer will succumb, if not careful, to the violent death of a rip current. Rip currents are powerful currents of water moving away from the shore. They can sweep even the strongest swimmer away from shore and cause drowning. Now, the National Weather Service has measured rip currents at speeds up to eight feet per second. That's more than five miles per hour. And what that means is that a rip current can be faster than an Olympic swimmer. Rip currents can quickly pull even strong swimmers away from the beach and beyond the breaking waves, making it excessively difficult to get back to shore. The National Weather Service also states that rip currents can occur in the rain or in sunny days. Even when waves are only about two to three feet high, that's when a rip current can even take place. They don't just occur in bad weather and you cannot easily identify them, especially if you're standing right near them. Now, down here in the Gulf, we have different colored flags that they put out on the beach. A green flag means that conditions are calm, but you need to swim with care because it's still the ocean. Yellow flags indicate caution should be used when entering any body of water. Red flags are flown when conditions are determined to be out of the ordinary, like the presence of strong winds or strong currents or a huge surf. Purple flags mean there is the potential for jellyfish and other marine life that could be hazardous for swimmers. And orange flags mean that there is some kind of environmental warning for the air or the water quality and you need to stay away from the beach. Although these flags are meant to be a security alert system, I have seen many, many people ignore the flags and push on into the ocean, which sometimes leads to disaster. The number of drownings that we hear about on a monthly basis is staggering, and yet people still ignore the blatant signs of danger, and they move forward with their own agendas, underestimating the strength of the ocean and the danger of the ocean inhabitants. Even with keen observance of the flags put in place on the beaches, there are dangers of sudden wind change and unseen marine life like jellyfish. The voice of the ocean is often so loud, it can and does drown out conversations. Most of the time you get used to the constant sound of crashing waves. 
But there are times when the ocean is deadly calm and its voice is barely a whisper. When you're so used to the constant pounding of waves against a bulkhead, it can be confusing to all of a sudden have complete and total silence. Now, a few years ago, I got a chance to spend some time in a beach house in Freeport, Texas. This beach house was located right on a rocky shoreline and right off of the, the deck of the house was the ocean. The crashing sound of the waves on the rocks was deafening. And I just knew that if I made my way to one of those rocks and sat down amidst the crashing waves, I would never have the strength to hold on tight. When the waves were calm, I was able to feel the smooth surface of the aged rocks. And that surface was almost marble soft because of the years of the crashing waves smoothing out the natural roughness that the rocks were created with. I can't help but wonder if it is the deadly and unpredictable ocean or the immovable boulder that is the strongest. The waves beat against the boulder minute by minute of every day and their strength can definitely wear the boulder down and soften all the tough, toughest spots. But the boulder still stands firm in place despite the constant buffeting. I'm sure you can figure out the analogy I'm attempting in talking about the strength of the ocean waves striking an immovable boulder. I know none of us want to be like the boulder who is constantly being beaten by something so strong and endless as the ocean. But that is unfortunately exactly what we are. So many people succumb to the strength of the beating ocean and let go of their grasp and they get flung to and fro until they drown in the rip currents of life. These people have no hold on anything. So the waves carry them out to the deepest ocean and then violently throw them back against the shore just to grab hold of them again and repeat the process over and over and over again until there is nothing but a nub left that eventually just becomes an indistinguishable piece of sand on the shoreline. Ephesians 4, 14 through 16 says, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Now, the thing about infants is 
that they have to build up their strength. First, they learn to hold their head on their own. Then they can sit up, they can roll over, they can eventually crawl and even walk. I remember so vividly doing tummy time with both of my grandsons. My oldest grandson in particular would scream bloody murder every time his parents or I put him on his tummy on the ground. He would raise his head and chest and his legs and wail with anger while he twisted his body back and forth. One day, and I still have the video on my phone to prove it, he just rolled over. His mom was shocked. I was shocked. And I know he was shocked. We were so joyous that he was able to roll over on his own until we realized there was no stopping him. And at eight months old, he actually started walking. In our family, this isn't a huge surprise because my oldest son started walking at nine months old and I started walking at eight months old. And members of my grandson's mother's family also started work, walking at a very early age. So when both the grand boys were fully walking before they were nine months old, there was no peace left in any of our houses. Babies grow strong and it becomes harder for them to be tossed around. In fact, it's often very hard to even catch a toddler who's finally found his legs. We have to grow in strength in our Christian walk. We start out as infants, but as we continue to grow closer to Jesus, we should be developing strength. Growing strong is a daily battle because if we aren't careful and if we aren't diligent, we can go right back to being like an infant who's tossed to and fro. I've talked about having a crisis of faith in past podcasts, and I believe it is in these dire times of utter, utter confusion that we can and often do fall right back into an infant stage where we no longer press forward in the strength we have gained through our relationship with Jesus, but we stop and we lay down. We allow ourselves to eventually be tossed to and fro on the wild waves of this life. We will all encounter bad things in life. And as I've said time and again, those bad things are meant to sink us. I want to encourage you to hold firm to your lifeline, which is Jesus Christ. Hold firm to your faith in him. And I guarantee you, you will find your way out of the rip current that is trying to toss you back and forth. Another thing that I noticed during my stay in the beach house in Freeport, Texas, was that the strongest boulders were not the ones on the beach standing all alone, but the ones that were piled one on top of the other, holding each other firmly in place. The boulders that were all piled together were getting the same amount of beating as the lonely boulder off by itself. But the wearing down of their surface was far less noticeable. I believe this is because they were supporting one another, distributing the wildness of the waves as evenly as possible. 
the boulders that were at the bottom were always the largest and heaviest, while those on the top were supported by their long years of standing firmly in place. Hebrews 10, 19 through 25 really highlights this for us. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we are have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. This means that we need to be around one another. We need to be constantly uplifting and caring for one another so that we can distribute the brutal waves of this harsh world as evenly as possible. When you're going through something really hard, you feel weak and discouraged. Choosing to place yourself around other people in these times of great weakness may seem foolish. And honestly, it's the last thing that we want to do. It's easier often to be a lone boulder sitting on the shoreline, getting pelted by the harsh waves all by ourselves because we don't want to burden anyone else or because we are afraid of what others will think of us. I understand this sentiment all too well because I'm currently living in it. For a while, I did choose to sit on the shoreline all by myself. But as difficult as it has been, I am now choosing to surround myself with Christians by going to church and intentionally asking for prayer. There is one problem with going to church. And that is that it is filled with brokenhearted, angry and sometimes abused people who are exactly like me. Those boulders on the shoreline aren't perfectly matched together as if they were mortared by a master bricklayer. They are haphazardly piled one on top of the other with the strongest and heaviest sitting on the bottom, taking the load of the ones on top. There are fissures and a lot of crud and debris and Sadly, sometimes a boulder becomes loose and can get pulled away by the harsh waves. Just like those boulders on the shoreline, a church is filled with people who are just like me and you. There will always be craps and there will always be crud and debris and you will lose some people to the nasty waves of this world. But we are the body of Christ. And the vast majority are truly trying to seek him and fulfill his will in their lives. 
one day we will be made perfect when the perfect returns. But today we still have to live in an imperfect world where the waves beat the crap out of us daily. It's a lot easier to take that crap of this world with other people who are going through what you are than to sit all alone on the sinking shoreline. Now, maybe you have become one of those boulders that gave up and you did allow yourself to be caught up in the rip current of life and you're getting pulled deeper and deeper away from the shore. There's still good news. It's never too late. The National Weather Service advises that to survive in a rip current, you need to relax. And most importantly, do not swim against the current. You need to swim out of the current if you can. Muster as much strength as you can and swim out of the current. If your strength is so low that you feel you can't escape, the National Weather Service advises floating or treading water while you yell and wave for assistance. Now there is a great visual that they have added on their website that shows the rip current and where you need to swim to get out of it. This is so very true in our own lives. And I know it's been especially true for me. There have been so many times that I've tried to muster as much strength as possible to swim out of the rip current that tried to pull me further out to sea. I've even had to float at times and scream for help. And help has always come. I have a proven track record of God bringing me through some of the darkest things of life. So I know full well, he will bring me through whatever dark wave tries to pull me away from him. My story hasn't been easy. And it hasn't always been free of mess. But it is beautiful because it is my testimony of the strength God continues to build inside of me. I am trying my best to be one of the many boulders standing firm on the shore. There are definitely stronger boulders out there. And so many of my Christian friends have allowed me to stand on their shoulders spiritually. And I want to always be a person who has strong shoulders for others to stand firm on. Strength in Christ isn't found in what we do. Our strength in Christ is found only in what we allow him to do through us and for us. To do that, we have to hold firm to Jesus Christ. Letting go of our lifeline only leads to more misery and pain. The saddest thing I have personally seen is when someone lets go of their lifeline and doesn't even realize they are being flung to and fro on deadly seas. They may think their lives are going well 
without ever understanding how dangerous the rip current that is pulling them away from shore truly is until it's too late and they have been worn down into an insignificant piece of sand, indistinguishable from all the other pieces of sand on the shore. It is with a heavy heart that I can attest to knowing people who once appeared to be the strongest boulders who are now floating to and fro in treacherous waters that are wearing them down little by little until their insignificance in Christ is almost totally diminished. If we are not diligently holding on to our lifeline and gaining our strength from Jesus Christ, we are in danger of one day hearing the saddest words I feel will ever be spoken by Jesus. Depart from me. I never knew you. That's found in Matthew 7, 21 through 23. I pray this message has encouraged you in whatever it is you're currently being pulled through. If you need prayer or you want to share your story with me, I hope you will take time to email me at formerpastorwife at outlook.com. I also hope that you will check out and like and subscribe my new YouTube channel. It's called Lessons of a Former Pastor's Wife. And it's where I share short, encouraging videos with images that I have been blessed to be able to take in my many travels. As always, this is my story. And I want to hear yours. Please email me anytime at former pastor wife at outlook.com.